Hi, everyone, and welcome to another really exciting episode of Voice of Crypto, where we get interesting guests from the Web3 crypto and blockchain space. And today we have a really amazing guest on board. We have Mr. Vivek Gupta, who's the CTO of CoinDCX, one of the biggest crypto exchanges based out of India and Southeast Asia. Hi, Vivek, and it's great to have you on our platform today. Um, how are you doing, Thank first you. of all? Thank you for having me here. Uh, doing great. How are you? I'm doing great too, and the pleasure is ours. Uh, I'm happy that we could finally get someone from CoinDCX, one of the biggest exchanges in India, to speak on our platform. And um, before I actually delve into uh, the hard-hitting questions, uh, how is everything going in the Indian subcontinent in the terms of Web3 and crypto development? A little bit on um, your role in the firm and what you do, and how is the larger ecosystem panning out after the crypto winter? Sure, so see, uh, I think India is one of the largest, uh, you know, consumers of uh, crypto ecosystem, Web3 ecosystem globally. We are also one of the largest growing ecosystems with 25 to 30 million users uh, that are in the Indian ecosystem currently using Web3. Um, it's, it's, I think, only going to see upwards. We are one of the fastest growing markets, uh, given the fact that we have one of the youngest democracy, demographies in the world. Uh, we also have the largest penetration of internet. Um, we are generally one of the more, you know, tech adopting countries in the world, right? So we take up to tech really, really fast. And because of that, you know, several of these factors coming together and the fact that we have a lot of tech driven, you know, uh, developers, you know, the community that is going to build and work on Web3. I believe that, you know, it's only up, but the potential is obviously huge. We all know that it's only a matter of, you know, realizing that potential in India. As for me, I, I head technology at CoinDCX, like you said, one of the largest uh, cryptocurrency exchanges in India. Um, but we like to recognize ourselves as one of the safest consumer-focused simplified exchanges. Right? Large is just a function of being that. So, that sounds... so uh, quite a bit of optimism in terms of what is going to happen in the Indian ecosystem. And I'm sure as uh, adopters of Web3, we are all really optimistic of the future. And you did mention how tech is going to play a really important role in this growth. Uh, but pivoting the question a little bit towards uh, the exchange that you represent, what sort of a role would CoinDCX be playing um, in the development of this space and the Indian ecosystem context? Question, honestly, so see, basically, we look at our role at, at three different levels. Right? One, like I said, uh, we have simplified the access to crypto. It's very, very important um, that you simplify the access. Right? Uh, honestly, I feel that Web3 ecosystem pretty much in early stages is built by techies for techies. Right? There's a talk of protocols. There is a talk of chain. There's a talk of consensus, scalability, TPS, and all of that, right? Sort of mm -hmm. challenges which a normal user does not really care about, right? What they want to know is what is the value that I can get from Web3? You know, we can talk about the promise. We can talk about the potential. If you're not able to get the value of the Web3 to the end user, it doesn't really help. For example, it is not a, it is not a very valuable answer to somebody if I say what is the value you get from Web3 is decentralization. And like, okay, it may be decentralization, but how do I care about decentralization? Yeah. It may be decentralization, but what is the value that I can get from decentralization? That is where I think CoinDCX plays the first important role. We are trying to create a platform that is secure, that is safe, that is consumer focused, and most importantly, very, very simplified 
so that the people can actually access the product, understand the product. That's one. Second is uh, whichever way we see it, this ecosystem is pretty nascent right now. Right? There are challenges. Uh, there are a lot of pieces that yet need to be built. There are things that you actually consider for granted that do not exist in Web3, right? And so it's very, very important that we come up with those solutions. And those solutions will not lend themselves from what we have already learned in Web2. Web what it requires is that you come up with innovative solutions which are focused on Web3 ethos and yet solve the same problems. And I think that is where CoinDCX can play a role. We play a very important role in trying to build this ecosystem, right? The pieces of this ecosystem, pieces of this Web3 platform. And lastly, I think we have a very important role to play in the terms of education. No matter how simplified the platform is, crypto is still a mystery for a lot of people, right? They don't understand what Web3 is, what crypto is, how crypto is going to play out. And as a as one of the earliest and largest exchanges in India, I think we have a very important role in educating the consumers into understanding crypto, you know, working around the risks associated with crypto, but whichever we say it, it is a risky, uh, risky proposition. So it's very, very important that we work on that education, largely from a consumer point of view, but also work very closely with regulators, etc. Right. So it's a it's a it's a multi-pronged sort of a approach where we are. Since so focused on Web3, it's our job and responsibility to kind of educate people on the promise, the potential on one hand, uh, risks on the other hand, but also how to mitigate those risks through technology. I think that's our role, largely. Absolutely. And um, couldn't agree more when you said that this is a relatively nascent, uh, that this, the space is still developing and we're in the nascent stages. And uh, CoinDCX is, of course, doing its bit in terms of educating the masses. And you did briefly talk about um, a few challenges. So could you at length talk about the challenges and opportunities that Indian crypto exchanges face versus, let's say, your global counterparts like Binance or Coinbase? What would be some of those uh, you know, key challenges that you guys have to particularly face? Sure. So challenges and opportunities are kind of, you know, circular in nature. Challenges bring opportunities, which also throw up. Mm -hmm. But uh, very frankly, uh, I mean, I'm not going to sort of, you know, uh, beat around the bush on this. One of the biggest challenges that we have in India is around the regulatory and the taxation spaces. Mm -hmm. right? That's obviously creating a lot of headwind uh, in terms of especially the taxation, which our international counterparts do not have to deal with. Um, mm -hmm. And also, you know, regulatory, we are very, you know, um, hopeful. In fact, that uh, India will probably be one of the first countries to, to see uh, meaningful uh, crypto regulation. We will be one of the first countries uh, to have uh, crypto regulation. While we are very positive about it, taxation is obviously creating uh, challenges and this regulatory landscape is, is the headwind. In which are obviously the opportunities. The opportunities are based on the fact that, like I said, the demography of India uh, the fact that India is one of the earliest adopters of technology, that we have a tech-driven community here in our developers, right? For so example, we have one of the one of the strongest engineering teams working in the Web3 ecosystem today. And all of them basically, you know, uh, coming in from the tech ecosystem that already exists in India. We had to train a lot of them. They had to learn a lot of these pieces. But who doesn't? Right? Everybody yeah. who comes into Web3 has to learn something new. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, that's kind of the advantage and a lot of opportunities exist within this uh, mm -hmm. to work with the consumers, to work with the regulators, to work around this and kind of build an ecosystem uh, in this space, be it, uh, you know, CFI or like with our DeFi ecosystem play now with Octo, where we are kind of building from India for the world. 
right for a very long time i think we have maintained and i think i have said this on multiple forums in the past that the next big player in the web3 space could very well be coming from india right so the next mm. amazon next facebook of the web3 ecosystem could very well be coming in from india mm. and that is where i think some of this web3 play that we are trying to do could actually position and that's an opportunity that presents itself from india i mean because of the kind of like i said you know the opportunities within the ecosystem but also because of the tech talent that we have the fact that we have mm. always been one of the tech powerhouses of the world yeah so so talking about uh, opportunities uh, i think one's mind definitely pivots towards the boom of ai and um, i think since the advent of chat gpt this has been the talk of the town and almost um, almost every tech driven organization in the world is heading towards ai so the convergence of ai and blockchain technologies uh, do you see a potential in this merger and how do you see this merger sort of impacting the indian ecosystem i definitely see a merger i mean a very emphatic yes i do think that this is like the next evolution space in the web3 ecosystem yeah. web3 ecosystem was not always about just blockchain right it's about the convergence of various growing technologies especially the convergence of ai with blockchain so there are several ways in which i see them coming together but say for example one of the critical uses of blockchain could be in you know handling the handling the genuinity and sort of the uh, ethical challenges around ai right so for example how do you know proof of human right mm-hmm. and that is where blockchain has a solve right black blockchain is mm-hmm. actually based on trying to build consensus blockchain is actually built around multiple participants coming together and building that consensus and that's where i think uh, we have a we see a lot of role for uh, blockchain to play with ai ai playing role within blockchain would be in the areas of you know you already know creativity nft but also in the areas of security like with mm-hmm. our flagship product in the defi space in octo Uh, mm-hmm. We actually have a patent pending product where we have built a AI driven cognitive engine. We applied for patent in India and we also apply globally. Uh, you know, um, a cognitive AI engine for adding layers of security on top of our key mm-hmm. signing. Right. So our wallet is largely based on MPC technology. I think mm-hmm. you might know MPC is basically multi-party computation technology mm-hmm. uh, that actually allows for people to have a more safer. a uh, way of signing uh, transactions but also lesser failure rates because of you know lesser possibilities of um, theft or loss of keys you know due to no single point of failure in the mpc technology but i'll not get into details of mpc but on top of mpc what we have done is that we've actually built an ai cognitive engine and this ai cognitive engine uh, lends itself to add more security on top of our wallet but that's just one example right so mm-hmm. i do see ai playing a very critical role in the areas of security as far as blockchain is concerned and for blockchain to play a very important role in the areas of transparency as far as ai mm-hmm. is concerned yeah so you didn't mention octo um, and i it wouldn't be wrong to say that coindcx is already leveraging ai technology um, and sort of building around this merger could you talk a little bit more about uh, how coindcx is exactly leveraging ai technologies to enhance the security and i know that you've already touched upon it but um, how are you aiming to enhance the overall user experience and the overall performance of your products and services through um, adoption of ai 
So I see we see a lot of role for AI, right? But I'll just get into some of the details of what we are at this moment doing. So one I briefly touched upon. We've actually uh, built a cognitive AI engine that does what is typically called as continuous adaptive authentication of a user's session. Mm-hmm. Breaking that down into more simplified words, what typically happens is that when you launch any mobile app, uh, you authenticate to get into the app, right? Yeah. And then you can take any number of actions within the app, and the app assumes it is you who is doing all the transactions. So authentication actually happens only once. In our case, what we have built is an AI engine that continuously authenticates a user's session using silent indicators. Hmm. Right. So um, what this does is that it basically looks at any sort of suspicious or um, any sort of transactions or activities that are uncommon right so it does not mat- match the pattern of the user's usage of the product whenever we see this we throw up an additional layer of authentication on top of that uh, and then we authenticate the users more simplistically put it is a self custody solution our mm. it's a default self custody wallet in a self custody wallet uh, we obviously cannot stop a user from executing a transaction we don't stop a user from executing a transaction because we don't have control over those keys but what we have essentially is layers of authentication on top of it to ensure that it is you who is interacting with your own key and as long as you go through those authentication you are able to access your keys and you are able to do it. this patent pending technology we basically applied for patent in india like i said we are going to apply patent in globally also then there are other use cases like we are uh, you know having some bot based chats where we basically allow people to you know interact with our chat ecosystem using some of the ai bots that we have we are also building some technology around identifying malicious smart contracts right in a self custody world where you have the connect wallet feature people can actually go to any dapp and connect to any dapp using our wallet right how do you protect the user from interacting with a malicious Um, mm. whichever way see it uh, web3 mm. is rife uh, with fraud yeah. at this moment anybody can launch any token anybody can create any smart contract most mm. of the common users actually not know what smart contract they're interacting with so we're building some ai based technologies that's going to monitor all the smart contracts that our users will connect to via our wallet connect interface and that will protect the users from interacting with malicious smart contracts so a lot of things around protection of consumers safety and security which is where like i said i see one of the key pillars as far as ai is concerned uh, in the web3 ecosystem absolutely absolutely and um, it's amazing how most of the conversation is around user safety and we have developed until a point as an industry where um, user security is placed at Uh, the front end, not at the back end. So, um, talking about any technology, there are pros and cons involved, and uh, especially with growing technologies like blockchain or DeFi and even AI for that matter. So, um, AI-powered bots and trading algorithms have sort of been the complaint of the market, and uh, they sort of beat uh, your regular traders. And how do exchanges combat that? is there a certain way in which coin um, dcx sort of is already working towards it and um, i would also after you done answering this i would also love for you to talk about a few more cons that ai as a technology might have 
So uh, beat AI with AI, right? So essentially, at this moment, we have uh, yeah. several risk engines that actually run yeah. our trading systems, using which we do surveillance of uh, all the transactions that happen, that protect mm -hmm. our users, keep a fair and transparent uh, system running, as far as our trading systems are concerned. A lot of this is actually based on uh, rule-based engines at this moment, uh, but we are rapidly sort of growing that into a machine learning-based, you know, reinforced learning-based algorithms. That will actually allow us to more actively you know, protect our users against any of these bots. And says AI, I think this is a very hot subject at this moment in terms of you know the ethics of AI. And I think uh, we have heard enough about it. But I do believe that one of the challenges with AI is going to be around its ethics, right? How do you know this is not a deep fake? How do you yeah. know you're actually not stealing somebody's copyright while you're claiming it to be a new creation, right? I could basically mix the styles of, say, for example, uh, Mr. Amitabh Bachchan and you know uh, Richard Gere and put them all together and create a character. Then how 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 do these people you know who have created a very unique style of their own protect their style? Or as Amitabh Bachchan has thought of you know, I think uh, copyrighted likeliness. Uh, yeah. Right. So this basically becomes a challenge on one hand. Second is you don't know whether it's a deep fake or not. How do you basically protect yourself against deep fake? Yeah. Um, and like I said, I do see a role for blockchains there. That's not the only solution or the silver bullet to solve all the problems as far as ethics of AI is concerned, but could be a very important lever of building blocks towards that. Absolutely. And um, just yesterday, I remember that there were images of the Pentagon uh, getting blown up, circulated all over the Internet. And quite a few of the top Indian news channels also reported uh, and went ahead, went live with a report that the Pentagon has been blown up. Stock market was in a, in a bad situation for a bit, of course. And after that, it was found out that they were, in fact, AI-generated images. <laughs> so um, I'm sure there is going to be a lot of crazy stuff happening around AI. But uh, if we talk about uh, the context of, if we talk in the context of the Indian subcontinent, uh, what sort of key technological advancements or trends are you anticipating? And um, how is, how prepared is, let's say, CoinDCX to face these um, technological advancements that you are anticipating in the subcontinent this year? You mean in terms of Web3? In terms of Web3, exactly. Web3 and AI. So I see a lot of shift happening towards uh, wider uses of Web3 ecosystem happening. I see a lot of uh, shift towards decentralized ID that's going to happen because I think decentralized ID will play a very critical role in sort of mm -hmm. adopting Web3 technologies for non-trading use cases. But I also see deepening and strengthening of DeFi ecosystem. I see that mm -hmm. a lot of technology will be built around DeFi ecosystem. A more rapid shift of the financial ecosystem towards decentralized finance is going to happen. First from the CeFi worlds, but also mm -hmm. large, the larger financial ecosystem towards, uh, towards uh, the Web3 and in Web3 largely towards DeFi. Um, our role basically is to sort of, you know, uh, play a part in building some of this ecosystem. Right? For example, we are building um, some of the technologies around decentralized idea cells. We are building some technology around, you know, like I said, foring into the Web3 ecosystem, making Web3 now simplified, just like we made C5 simplified. We focused a lot on making Web3 a very, very simplified ecosystem. So we're working towards that. Uh, we will also be working towards, you know, uh, making the experience of the user more uh, secure. 
So simplified, secure, accessible, right? That's sort of the three pillars on which we sort of drive our platform. And to, to achieve that, uh, we focus a lot on innovation uh, mm. and building technology to solve a lot of these technology problems. So we're going to build a lot of technology around that. But like I said, you could actually see use cases of, you know, real world usages like RWA is coming into picture. You will probably see deeper penetration of uh, sports, right? So example, you could have e-gaming and, you know, NFT driven gaming that is going to come up into the picture. And uh, wherever you go, a new pillar, a new sort of a sector is expected to get added to Web3 that's going to go deeper. Uh, but maximum innovation has so far has happened in the Web3, I think it's going to continue the DeFi ecosystem. Makes sense. So we're almost coming towards the end of our interview. And it was a really amazing chat with you, Vivek. But before we wrap, I have uh, one last question for you. Um, what are your top expectations from the crypto market this year? And um, I don't necessarily want you to be bullish or bearish because uh, I know that we avoid predictions at all costs in this space and uh, especially as stakeholders uh, predictions are not what we would want to give the masses but um, you can talk more in general terms uh, maybe what you're expecting in terms of adoption or um, how the market would pan maybe more acceptance from regulators so any of um, anything that comes right off the top of your head what are your expectations from the crypto market in not going to predict the market I'll just say what I said, a lot of advancement in technology. That's what I'm expecting to happen in the market. You see mm -hmm. what's happening in Europe, you know, with a lot of uh, uh, action happening around decentralized mm -hmm. ID. I expect a lot of that to go deeper, a lot of real world use cases to come onto blockchain, a lot of technology, a lot of innovation, but most importantly, simplification of this technology to happen. Like I said, this ecosystem cannot be built by techies for techies. I'm a lifelong techie. I love technology. But I believe the role of technology is to become transparent, right? So basically, it is not something that somebody is expected to access, somebody mm -hmm. expected to use. You're using HTTPS daily without knowing what HTTPS is. Yeah, right. right? So that's what you're expected technology to do. And I therefore see a role for a lot of companies uh, to play in terms of simplifying this technology, which is where we are placed. Uh, because I think I've said this in the past, but I think that... Um, the ethos of Web3 is actually based on accessibility. It's about creating a more accessible world, right? So we are saying banking for everybody, a more equitable world. But if it is going to be so elitist as to be accessible only to people with certain set of skills or certain set of knowledge, then you are never going to basically achieve the very basic ethos of Web3. And that's where I think uh, we see a role for us to simplify this technology, make it more accessible, so millions and millions of users can start accessing it. When millions and millions of users access it, that is when it basically fulfills the vision that we have with Web3, which is to create a more efficient, equitable uh, financial ecosystem. That's what DeFi is about, right? And that's what I think will be achieved through accessibility. I see a lot of move happening around this, not only uh, Octo, CoinDCX, but also generally, a lot of companies are going to basically be playing a lot of role. So how I see markets panning out, I see markets basically becoming more accessible, uh, technology basically solving a lot of more real world problems, uh, Web3 becoming more mainstream and more accessible to people. 
Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And with my fingers crossed, I do hope that whatever you um, expect of the market this year does turn out to be true. And uh, with tech advancing, there's only good that we can hope for. And uh, now that most of the companies are focused uh, towards accessibility, towards safety of their users and more personalization, getting more people in this space, I'm sure that the future is bright. And with people like you at the forefront of this technology, uh, we can only hope that great things are on their way, not just from CoinTCX, but from uh, the sector in general. And uh, thank you so much, Vivek, for taking out the time to talk to us. And this was indeed a great chat. And I hope that a lot of people are able to gain some great insights from our conversation today. Um, any closing thoughts right before we wrap? No, I think I just said the closing thought. Uh, my closing thought is that I see a very great, uh, I see a greater role for Web3 ecosystem. There is nothing wrong with the financial system, particularly uh, that we have today, right? I use it every day. I use my banks every day. I use payment systems every day. Um, there's a lot of innovations that's happened. I'm a big fan of UPI uh, as an example, right? It's a next generation technology that I think should be adopted and built for everywhere in the world. It's like internet, phone, you have access to payment systems. What could be more, more beautiful than that, right? Um, but also, there is still a scope for us to create a more equitable, more accessible, more efficient world where there is a role for all participants and the value that is driven from this ecosystem is driven back to all participants that are part of that ecosystem. Yeah, so I think that's the role of Web3 and I so therefore see a lot of, lot of uh, innovation happening in this space and therefore a lot of adoption. Absolutely. And uh, with that, we will uh, like to end today's episode. It was a great chat with you, Vivek, and wishing you and your team all the very best for the amazing technological advancements that are coming our way and uh, the super products and services that you're creating. And um, yeah, I guess this is it. Had a really lovely chat today. Thank you so much for joining us.